The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach with a very extreme passion for gut health. I've made it my mission to help you get to the bottom, pun definitely intended, of all your digestive distress. My intention is to be completely transparent about what it truly takes to get your gut back on track. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited to chat with you guys today. From the comfort of my own home because I'm in quarantine recording this podcast from my computer in my pajamas, which I know most people are uh, working from home today too. Um, so, you know, it's been a little heavy in the world and I know there is a lot going on. And, you know, collectively, I think as a society, this is a message to us that we need to slow down, that we need to stop ourselves from doing more and that we need to be comfortable in the stillness. So even though it is very tragic and there are so many terrible stories out there, I encourage you to find your important message inside of your home, what's right for you, and to maybe go in and and do some self-care and eat really healthy and move a little bit and, and figure out where you need to be, what your place is in society for this and how you're showing up. Today, we're going to be talking to a dear friend of mine and client, Erica Bell. I'm very excited to have her on the show. I love hearing client success stories. So she is a local Pilates teacher. She's been teaching Pilates since 2013. She's worked at a few local studios, but now she opened her own home studio back in 2016. She's stopped Pilates certified, Pilates Method Alliance certified and a pre-postnatal health and exercise certified Pilates specialist via the Center for Women's Fitness. She has a lot of accolades. I personally love her Pilates method and I love working out with her. It just makes you feel so incredible and so amazing. She's also a pioneer in the community, a member of my personal tribe, our personal tribe together where we, you know, just reach out into the community and help other studio owners and health and wellness professionals, you know, feel like they have a friend to go to because it can be a very isolating world. And I'm just, I'm just so proud of her. And when I think about how we met, you know, we were trying to figure out how we met and 
it probably was through Instagram. I know she ended up at one of my um, foam rolling workshops first, but eventually her own health and wellness journey led her to um, working with me. And it just budded a beautiful friendship from there and a lot of success in her healing journey. So I'm so excited to have her here today so she can tell you her success story so that you guys know out there that you're not alone. So thank you very much, Erica, for being here today, recording from separate spaces via Zoom in our pajamas. I'm bummed I can't see you. I know, me too. I mean, thank goodness for modern technology so we all can stay connected through this time. I think that's probably one of the most positive things that I've noticed. I'm sure all of you have noticed as well is that how lucky are we that this is happening at this time and not in like, you know, 1985 where there was no Skype, there was no FaceTime. People could not work from home. I mean, the world really would have stopped. So I think that we're really lucky that at least it's in this day and age that we can still maintain some sense of normalcy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very grateful for you to still show up and be on the show today. Thank you. Of course. I was excited to get to talk to you. <laughs> you know, I've only been talking to my husband for the last you know, week and a half. So I need some feminine energy in my life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so tell me, you know, how are you dealing with it? Because I, I know you run your business out of your home, which, you know, obviously people are coming to you, but how has it been for you personally and professionally dealing with everything that's going on with COVID-19? Yeah, so it's been a a really interesting experience. Um, I was following the story, but not super closely. Um, I just wanted to, I I was hoping naively that it wouldn't make its way to Michigan, but then it did. Um, And then when it started to get really serious, I just, I kind of did some online research to try to understand the seriousness of it and all of that, and then made the decision to close my home business for the time being. Um, just, you know, just until people have been quarantined long enough and I feel right about holding class again. I have a, a number of older clients. Mm. And even though I do sanitize uh, the equipment, even before this happened, every time after someone's in, it's, it's you just don't know with this new thing. So um, I've been trying to adapt and, and offer some free online workouts. And then this coming week, I'll be doing some virtual Pilates as well. That's awesome. You know, I do, I truly believe that um, a very important quality of a leader is to be adaptable. It's got to be one of the number one uh, qualities that a leader must have. So good for you for doing the research and seeing what you need to do to be able to support people. And we're we're very grateful. I'm going to be live streaming your uh, Pilates class tomorrow because I need to move. So I'm very excited. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do as a Pilates teacher, but I also know you also teach Pilates teachers too, and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So, um, I mainly focus on working in my home studio where I see clients privately and semi-privately two at a time. Um, I have the reformer and the tower and I have a Pilates chair and a bunch of different small equipment. Um, and I just really enjoy working with people in the one-on-one setting because we can really tailor the and work out to their specific needs because everyone's body is so different. And that's really partially what led me to 
start my own business was that I wanted to focus on the personal aspect of Pilates. Um, I really enjoy people and I, I really just want to help people. So this has given me the really the best avenue to do that. Um, people enjoy the fact that it's a private space. They feel safe. They feel um, comfortable. And it's, it's just really nice. And then I also am able to connect with a larger audience. And then I joined the Pure Body Teacher Training um, Company and I run Pilates teacher trainings out of a beautiful studio in Plymouth, Michigan called Core Sport. Mm -hmm. And um, that has been such a wonderful experience. I'm in my first session right now. We've got a full class of 10 amazing students. And um, yeah, it's just been a really great way to kind of enhance my skills as a Pilates teacher. And then so rewarding to um, mentor and see these new students fall in love with Pilates. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. And yeah, for anyone listening who wants to, who had a dream of being a Pilates teacher, this is a great way to connect with Erica because you'll be doing more of these, I'm sure, over time, right? Yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll be running another one next year. So if anyone has questions or yeah, thinking about it, it's such a wonderful career and it, it is very rewarding and sustainable. Beautiful. Well, I know it hasn't always been, you know, butterflies and gumdrops. I know that you struggled a bit with your health over time. Um, and that's what actually led you to work with me and, and work together through it. But can you tell us a little bit about that story, your diagnosis and, you know, start from the beginning? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm someone who has struggled with autoimmune disease since I was about three years old. Uh, it started with vitiligo. Um, vitiligo is when your immune system attacks your melon sites. And your melon sites are the cells that give your skin its pigment color. Um, and I am naturally, I'm Native American and I'm also um, East Indian and then I'm also German. So I'm, I'm pretty dark skinned. So when those white patches starting started showing up, it was pretty noticeable and alarming. Um, so that was something I dealt with as a child and it was pretty bad when I was younger. And then as I got older, it sort of stabilized, but usually autoimmune diseases come in twos. So I also have psoriasis in addition to vitiligo. Um, the psoriasis, again, also was pretty mild compared to what psoriasis can be. I mean, it can cover your entire body. Thank God that never was the case for me. Um, but it was there and it was a nuisance. Um, and so, yeah, those, those things were a problem for quite some time. And I used to use steroids to get them under control. Um, and then in probably the last year of college, I started developing symptoms somewhat of IBS, not IBD, thank goodness, um, <laughs> IBS, so irritable bowel syndrome. Um, so that started happening. Really quickly, I just want to tell everybody the difference. Uh, obviously, IBS is like an irritated gut. It can go back and forth from constipation or diarrhea. You can have gas and bloating. But IBD is a full-blown um, diagnosis where the irritable, irritable bowel excuse me, creates diarrhea on most days. It's, that's all you're experiencing, just so everybody knows the difference. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And the, the IBD is, is really almost like an autoimmune disease because it's Crohn's or it's, there's a couple different ones that fall into those categories. So thank goodness uh, mine was not that. So I didn't have three autoimmune diseases. Um, 
but anyways, it, so that, that had gone on for quite some time. And, um, I did a fair amount of drinking in college, perhaps like some other people I know, um, before I adopted my healthy lifestyle. So I assumed that it was because of that. And so that's sort of why I ignored it for a long period of time. And it would go in and out of being okay and then being bad and being okay. And, and honestly, that went on for about 10 years until, you know, I met Jacqueline and I saw that she had this food test and I started to, I think the, the knowledge around gut health has evolved. I'm sure Jacqueline, you can speak to that, right? Um, I think that it, what, no one even knew about, you know, having a, a test for allergies to food or food sensitivities, you know, 10 years ago. So I just figured, okay, I guess I got to stop drinking. And, you know, but I didn't even think about celiac um, or the fact that I don't, I've never been diagnosed with celiac, but I clearly have a sensitivity to it based on the results from my test with Jacqueline. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of what led me to finally say, this has got to stop. I've got to do something. And so I saw that Jacqueline had the test available. And after doing some research, it seemed like a really great place to start. Yeah. And so let me, let me jump back just for a second, because I want to see when, how long were you on steroids for? So actually, uh, luckily, I never had to take them orally. I just used them topically. Um, But I used them topically on and off throughout. I mean, probably because they, they, steroids were used for vitiligo treatment. um, Not as much as other things. I tried, my parents tried every single Mm-hmm. possible thing for vitiligo. There was lots of weird stuff. You take a tablet and then you go lay out on the sun for five hours. Um, I mean, not five hours, but there were a lot of different therapies out there and I tried them all and none of them worked for the vitiligo besides this one cream called Protopic. So if anybody has vitiligo, maybe try to check that out. That combined with sunlight is what filled my face in and mm-hmm. my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work on the other parts of my body, but at least I get to have a normal looking face. So that's exciting. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And so along the journey, give me just a quick like timeline so I understand. So Mm -hmm. you were doing mostly Western medicine, topical intervention and everything. When did the IBS show up? Um, That showed up in college. So senior year of college. Yeah. After Mm -hmm. whatever, however many years of using topical steroid or kind of yeah. back and forth to doctors and different things. True. Yes. I never thought about it that way, but yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's for anyone who's listening, it is very common that when people are on rounds of an, uh, antibiotics or steroids, whether they're topical or um, oral, that it does wear away at your intestinal wall, your lining of your gut. And that is how sometimes um, leaky gut or gut issues or food sensitivities come up is because of this prolonged use to it. Now, obviously it was very helpful for you to use it and because you got a great result from it. So I'm not telling anybody not to do it if it feels right for them. I'm just saying like to maybe get your gut supported along the way so that it doesn't come to these different circumstances, just to clarify. Um, so So you, okay. So you were struggling with your health. You had this diagnosis. You were sick of your gut issues. Can you explain what you were experiencing with your gut issues? Like some of the symptoms. 
Yeah. So um, lots of bloating, like really, I mean, I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm pretty fit. Right. And I work on my abs all the time and they were still just like puffed up all the time. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, I know it's not fat. <laughs> so it's, you know, it, it must've definitely been related to, it definitely was now that I know the difference um, related to inflammation. So there was a lot of bloating going on on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then also I was experiencing, so there's two types of IBS. There's the IBSD and IBSC. And I was experiencing the D. So lots of like going to the bathroom and um, yeah, it could be, luckily it's, it never was so bad that it's like, you know, I was like running to the bathroom somewhere or something, but I mean, it, it definitely is like a thing. It's like, yeah. you know, every morning there, it's like, you know, certain number of times that you go and it's like, it's just, you know, that it's not right. We're talking about diarrhea for anyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> or like pretty close to it. Pretty close to it. I mean, you know, so. all struggled with it. it it's yeah. unfortunate. It's an unfortunate problem um, that I think oh. a lot of people experience. So I know it's funny, kind of, but it's not funny when you're experiencing it. And um, certainly can be very um, socially isolating, if you will, um, mm -hmm. um, when you're experiencing it often. So thank you for your transparency. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay. I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, nothing. I mean, I was just going to say, like, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that people don't, and luckily it wasn't, it, it was there and it was enough that I knew there was, there, it wasn't normal. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. So you called me to begin your healing journey. Yes, that's right. I saw, I'd been following you through the community and saw that you were offering these food tests. And I, we had been just doing a lot of my own research to try to figure out where I could, um, start in trying to figure out what was going on with me because I, I knew that I was a pretty healthy person. Um, so it must have been maybe it was something I was eating. And so that's where Jacqueline really came in and helped me out. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's what we did. We took the health history. We did the test and you got the test back. I presented the test to you. <laughs> and, um, what, and how did you feel about that? <laughs> I was pretty upset about it um, because it said, which interestingly enough for all of you autoimmune sufferers out there, there is um, a link now between eggs and gluten. Those are like the top two things that you are usually sensitive to if you have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Um, and those were the top two things on my test back from Jacqueline. And I ate eggs, you know, almost every morning or egg whites. And I love bread. I love baked goods. I mean, obviously within reason, mm -hmm. but I was very sad sad and angry that those that those two things were showing up for me and really resistant to wanting to make the change to eliminate those items from my life because they were such fixtures in my diet. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. That is something that comes up first for almost every one of my clients. Well, some of them feel relieved because they have answers, but I think the, the initial reaction sometimes is, you know, maybe a little fear, maybe a little resistance because they're like, oh man, now I have to change my regular life of what I'm doing every day. But you're right about the autoimmune with eggs and gluten. I mean, um, eggs, 
if you follow medical medium or have done any research on it, eggs can sometimes feed viruses. Not saying that eggs are bad for anybody, but if you do have autoimmune, sometimes people think, well, it, it couldn't be eggs because it's not gluten or dairy or sugar, any of the big hitters, but often eggs are a sneaky one. And that was one for me too, which can be very tough to give up because it's a double whammy in your baked good because there's egg and gluten, but then also just not being able to like have an omelet or a couple eggs is, is really tough. Yeah, definitely. I will say to anyone else that gets that result, my new best friend is just egg. I'm yeah. sure it's it's made out of science. I can't, it's probably not the best for you, but I can only eat oatmeal so many times. So it's really nice to scramble some veggies in there and, and feel like I'm eating eggs. And they taste, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. I actually think that um, just egg is made from chickpea. So I don't think it's too bad of science. Oh, good. Okay, great. I'll keep eating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a bunch of different options out there. And, you know, I'm always sharing random breakfasts and stuff, but definitely very resistant. Um, so, so I kind of coached you through it a little bit. And, you know, something I always say to all my clients, I, I definitely know I said this to you was, what are you willing to give up in order to feel better? Right? Yeah, you did say that. So you had to give it up, but I think you were a little resistant at first. You kind of went back and forth. And then, but then eventually you said, all right, Erica, let's do this thing, you know, <laughs> and, yes. and, and you worked and you worked through it. And, and I kind of helped you work through it too, with making different decisions, avoiding things and all different stuff. And so, so then what happened? I mean, so yeah, first I just want to speak to Jacqueline as a person. She's just a wonderful person. That's when I, when I went to her foam roller workshop, I was like, oh, I need to be friends with this girl. <laughs> she's so nice and so caring. And I was like, she's just amazing. I just loved her personality. And I think um, for someone to be doing what she's doing, you really do have to be um empathetic and caring because a lot of times you're delivering information or helping people with things that are hard. And so she has an ability to meet you where you are and really like has a vested interest in helping you feel better. And that's what was so helpful is that, you know, she coached me with the results and I, it was right before the holidays. And I said, do I have to start this right now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was <laughs> almost Christmas. And you're like, yeah. can I start after? I'm like, depends on how you want to feel. <laughs> <laughs> right. And she just, you know, she was very, she was like, you know what, you can do what you want to do, but I'm just going to leave that there for you. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's just knowing, I think when you are going through something like that and you know you have to make a change, just knowing that you have a person that cares and understands um, is so important. And she really is 100% like there for you and willing. I mean, she gave me a lot of like meal suggestions. She gave me some great recipes. Um, so she makes the idea of removing these things from your life seem doable. And that's kind of what you need at that point. Cause if you got that result and then you didn't have, you know, like from a Western doctor, they're like, Hey, here's your test result. And you're just going, well, how do I do this? That's, so that happens to, I think a lot of clients of mine where they come to me with all this information, but nobody taught them what to do with it. It's like, Right. Terrible. It's like nobody showed you what to buy at the grocery store or how to make a veggie omelet so you didn't have to have eggs or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like 
that's yeah. the real, that's the real magic in it is putting it into play in your lifestyle, um, which I know can be very tough. Side note, I did not pay Erica to say any of that stuff. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying all of that. I appreciate it. No, I, I'm just so happy that you're feeling better. Can you, can you tell everybody like how, what has changed for you since you found out your inflammatory foods? By the way, just so everyone knows, we're talking about this food inflammation test that I help my clients do. It's an at-home finger prick test where you can get one of each panel. You can get one where it tests 22 foods, one where it tests 132 foods. You can also additionally test your zonulin, which will tell you tell you if you have leaky gut. And the test has been life-changing for so many of my clients um, to find out these foods that are causing inflammation and remove them for a period of time. However, sometimes we cannot bring them back in because they're just still causing problems. So I know you had removed them and things started to get better, but you were playing around with it. And then can you tell everybody how things changed for you after that? Definitely. Yes. So um, to Jacqueline's point, I had eliminated those items for about, um, I'd say maybe it was like five, a good six months or five months, six months. Yeah. And, um, and then I thought, well, things are going really well. Why don't we try to add things back in? And I tried sort of one at a time. So I tried with gluten. Um, I was up North and our, um, my Sam's uncle makes this really amazing homemade pizza crust. And I thought, you know what? I really don't want to miss out on this. I'm going to have some and see what happens. And the interesting thing is, which I think I'm sure Jacqueline tells a lot of her clients, um, you, the, the results or the ramifications of eating the food maybe don't necessarily show up right after you eat it. So for me, what I learned is that there's sort of a lag time and it's a little bit longer than for the typical person. So for me, it's almost like four days later that I feel bad. Um, and so, yeah, I ate that pizza and then I had really bad gastrointestinal distress. I mean, mm. bloating, um, and some diarrhea, but not immediately after like four days later. Mm -hmm, Cause it takes some time to go through your body. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was one try. And then, so I thought, okay, well, definitely can't eat gluten. And then with eggs, I had tried to um, do the same thing, brought them back in. And then it was, it, it worked for about a week. Like I thought, oh, wow, I can eat eggs again. And then it just got to this point where it was like, no, I started getting Really with eggs, it's not diarrhea, but just really bad inflammation. Like I looked like I was like, three months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, and that's how accumulative, accumulative inflammation works. It kind of builds on itself and then it causes so many problems. So, um, so I, I'm, this story is obviously riveting to so many people. And I know that there are a lot of people listening that would like their own success story. Um, but we do need to jump out and then you can continue listening to part two, um, which is going to be, um, posted next week. So Erica, thank you so much for being 
being on the show today, but we're going to finish up the story in part two of Erica's healing journey next week. And we'll learn a little bit more about how you got in tune with your body and what changes you have made. In the meantime, if you'd like to find Erica, you can find her at ericabellpilates.com. Obviously, we'll be in the show notes. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the food sensitivity test, you can find me at JacquelineReneeWellness.com. And as always, I hope you guys are doing well. Happy healing. Feel good in your home. And we'll see you next week. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.